you know, the conspiracy will stop at nothing. <laughs> stop the message of Bob, and they work these uh, time delay recording problems into rec- recording software, telephones, everything. And it, it's cued to go into effect as soon as you start talking about Bob, Slack, and the conspiracy. That's right. And you couldn't tell what he was doing. It either was either there or it wasn't there. And that's something I just don't understand. How can it either be there or not? Why isn't there any Well, that's what we call escaping from those Newtonian laws. Velocity is that what you're you're implying? You can escape velocity, but not the need for it. Bob? That's your key phrase. It will trigger the entire message without your being aware of it. Hi there, welcome to episode 4 of Right Where You're Sitting Now. I'm your host, Ken Eakins, and with me... Paul Banneker. <laughs> Praise Bob. Praise Bob. Yeah, we're going to need Bob's help, I think, for the sound of this episode. Yeah. Uh, where we've got an interview with the one, the only, Reverend Ivan Stang of the Church of the Subgenius. And uh, this interview is going to be uh, a little bit less, I guess, serious than the last ones, but uh, it's going to be funny. It'll be funny, yeah. It is. <laughs> He's a funny guy. And uh, yeah, now we're going to do some updates. Um, first of all, we've had some problems with iTunes. I need to uh, get that sorted. You might find that you can only get the current episode when it comes out on iTunes, but we're trying to figure out how to sort that out. If anyone knows anything about <laughs> about how to make iTunes work, get in contact with me via the website. You can get my email address off the About section, um, or you can Skype me on Ken Scanner. It's all on there on the About section. Anyway, and also we've been having to, some problems with a, a different, altogether different kind of cult. Yes, on, we have on the blog. It's quite serious. Yeah, um, you can read all about that on the blog section. But it's basically to do with the group, internet group anonymous, and a post I made about a particular incident that happened with one of them, and the response I got not from them but from a, from a member of the other organisation, we shall say. Yeah, <laughs> the views of the host don't necessarily uh, represent. Uh, <laughs> we should see the organisation. Huh? Can we not see which organisation it is? Well, it's pretty obvious once you mention anonymous, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Church Scientology, Wrath of Elrond. Yeah, Elrond's wrath. We've been. Uh, We've been sabotaged. Yep, again. iTunes, iTunes, everything, everything. <laughs> He's taken it's us just, down from the afterlife. It's so hard to get away from the wrath of Elrond. It is. He's ever present. The Scientologists are right. Yeah, we should just give into them now. Right. We should yeah. give into them now. But yeah, uh, back to Bob, Bob Dobbs. So uh, yeah, I mean, we we were quite lucky to get Reverend Stang. So early yes, on. we were quite lucky. He does quite a few interviews, and uh, he never, he's always informed. He never misses a beat. He never misses a beat. Nice. So many good quotes and so much wit. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and the guy's been around for a while, and he's got to hang out with some really cool people, which you'll find out in the interview. And you know, he's done a lot of interesting stuff for his life, and uh, this church subgenius is a. Uh, 
an institution that's been it around is. for quite a long time now. So it's uh, yeah, let's go to the interview. Um, you know, stick around. We'll ah, in this episode we're going to have some um, adverts for other podcasts because you know we want to help out our brothers and sisters in the podcast community. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully they will be advertising our show. <laughs> that's the plan. That is the plan. <laughs> See, there's always a, some kind of. Uh, ulterior motive to what we're doing but um yeah and also what else we've got two other writers stroke podcasters joining us as of next week i think so we've got paul stuntcock which i think is a wicked name uh he's going to be giving us music to listen to each week and hopefully he's going to be presenting it in if not you know he'll just send us a file and we'll play it but so hopefully we're going to get a new song from countercultural undergroundy crazy shit every week and um, we have no idea what's going to happen no nah, it's going to be interesting I reckon the guy's got an awesome taste in music we'll say we've got a girl from America called Claire Claire Nicholas I think or Nic- I'll have to get her to tell me how to pronounce her surname but she's uh, talented she seems to be very good at interviewing she's got a cool, really cool voice so we're really looking forward to uh, checking out what she's going to give us to put on the podcast and that's going to be good yep anyway good. enough of us waffling on let's roll the uh, Ivan Stang interview Enjoy. What is the Church of the Subgenius? You know, that is a, a great question that none of us have been able to answer after 30 years of it. Uh, <laughs> except that it's it's definitely the, the church devoted to, to J.R. Bob Dobbs, that smiling, mysterious face, <laughs> uh, the square with the pipe that you see tattooed on so many weirdos' uh, body parts. And uh, Bob started this church back in the 50s as a, I guess you could call it a disorganized religion uh, for non-joiners, <laughs> weirdos, mutants, uh, disbelievers, or our favorites, those who will believe anything. Uh, so, so it's kind of uh, gotten to be a, a social club in the last few years, uh, we were surprised that the weirdos would be able to get along with each other as well as they do, for the most part. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely seems uh, it's, it seems to have been going quite well. I mean, how, when did it start officially? Well, we first uh, released the secret material to the public in uh, January of 1980, uh, 28 years ago. But uh, our guru Bob had been developing this ever since his divine immaculation in 1953 when he had a vision of uh, the alien space god Jehovah One a, a sort of a, a multi-dimensional monster that has pretended to be god successfully to many cultures over the centuries this creature informed Bob that throughout history there's been a conspiracy of normal people robbing away the slack of all the abnormal and, and strange people. Okay, well, uh, I guess this was part of Jehovah's One's design to extract more agony from the human race, but uh, then apparently this, this space god wanted to sell the planet off to some other aliens and uh, wanted Bob to get it into better shape for the sale. <laughs> so, so Bob was commissioned to uh, travel the world and recruit people to uh, build up his church that would in turn build up more slack for the truly worthy persons, that is, anybody who sends us $30. 
that would be uh, 20 euros, I guess. <laughs> um, it's about 15 and, pounds, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it, technically, you know, a subgenius isn't just anybody who has $30. The true subgeniuses are the the people who are descended from the uh, Yeti of the Himalayas or the Sasquatch of the, the Americas. Um, but nobody believes that. And so we we found that if we charged $30 for membership, people took us a lot more seriously. I was just looking at your Wikipedia page uh, for Subgenius, and it says here that um, the uh, Subgenia are not humans, but they're actually mutant offspring of forbidden sexual union that took place millions of years ago. Is this correct? Right. The, uh, the aliens that we're concerned with uh, from Planet X came to Earth uh, just before the end of the age of dinosaurs, created the yetis in a test tube, and then the yetis created humans uh, to be beasts of burden, or lab rats. The, the tragedy is that um, the, the dinosaurs were wiped out on a, because of an excess picnic, and the, the uh, humans escaped from the yetis' labs, and started uh, interbreeding with uh, some of the um, uh, feeble-minded among the Yeti. And thus we see the human race today, a hodgepodge, a mishmash that's mostly purebred human, i.e. lab rat, or the partial Yeti genetics. And that's uh, th- those are the weirdos and misfits and malformed uh uh, criminals that uh, compose the Church of the Subgenius. And we're always looking for new ones. <laughs> How many members do you oh, get? Or a year, roughly? Well, uh, these days, about, depending on uh, the weather, three to five people officially join the Church every day. We've probably totaled up four. It's hard to say, because a lot of them have moved, and we've lost track of them. I mean, we've been around 28 years. I would guess that roughly thirty to forty thousand people have sent that thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, it, although we can only get our hands on about eight thousand of them at any given time. Now, what's strange about this is look at some of the cults that get so much press: uh, Heaven's Gate, the famous suicide cult; uh, Jonestown, another famous suicide cult; the Branch Davidians from my hometown in Texas. Yeah. Uh, and the, those, those cults are like uh, maybe 100 to 1,000 people, if that many. Heaven's Gate only had 39 casualties. Yeah. Well, there's so many subgeniuses that we won't even begin to pass out the poison Kool-Aid unless we know we can off 1,000 people at once. <laughs> So um, you know we're, we're the, the the Jonestowns and the the Branch Davidians and well there's some end of the world people in Russia lately and we had uh, fundamentalist Mormons here and uh, once again in Texas in the U.S. Uh, causing some embarrassment for the authorities and yet the Church of the Subgenius is much much bigger than most of those yeah so I can see why the conspiracy tries not to talk about us. Yeah. So it would only make things worse for them. You're more of a, a powerful group in numbers, at least. 
Right. Well, and that's about all we have is numbers. <laughs> uh, none of us are very good with weapons. We're not really, most of us are not violent except with our dearest friends and loved ones. So it's not much of a terrorist kind of a cult. And plus, we're into slack. Yeah. You know, uh, Bob said the aliens will come in the year 1998 and destroy all the humans and save the dues-paying subgeniuses. So we are, every year we wait to see whether this is the real 1998. But we're not going to destroy the world ourselves. We're, we're slackers, and we're going to wait and let the aliens do it for us. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, while it is impossible for an individual to defeat the conspiracy of all the billions of normal people, it, at the same time, it's possible for every weirdo to, to make his or herself a little bit stronger and less dependent on the conspiracy. And as horrible as this may sound, that may require getting a job and moving out of one's parents' house. Ugh. Or something equally radical. Yeah. Um, although what what we what we shoot for, what we really want in our religion is complete and utter slack. We figure the world owes us a living. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so it's okay to, uh, as we say, gob on life and just uh, you know, soak up dull money. I suppose the ironic thing is that I just had to pay big taxes. The church itself had to pay taxes because hmm. we're we're the only religion in the u.s that openly admits that it's a complete fraud <laughs> which makes us the only honest religion yeah now is that ironic or what but by the same token since we're not claiming to be uh saving everybody in the world we're considered just a joke company and so we have to pay taxes like everybody else yeah the government subsidizes all the other religions, at least they do here, uh, by not taxing them. And uh, we're, we're the one holdout. We'll continue to pay our taxes as long as they don't uh, expect us to act nice. <laughs> Seems like a good deal to me. Right. <laughs> so well, and we hold uh, events. I mean, this isn't just a paper tiger church. We... Uh, don't actually get along with each other all that well, but but once a year we hold uh, big events in um, both uh, one in Europe and one in uh, the U.S. We're hoping to spread even further to Oz and so forth. Right. But uh, but every July fifth we hold the X Day. So far they've all been X Day drills where we practice for the end of the world. We hope that each July 5th will be that prophesied day, but, you know, we're fanatics. We, we don't care if uh, we have to wait 8,000 years. Yeah. As long as we get our slack. As long as you get your slack. And plus, these parties are really fun. The <laughs> X-Day parties are great. I mean, um, they're kind of like a cross between a, a sci-fi convention, a swingers convention, and... Um, uh, 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 I don't know, some sort of twisted lab experiment, <laughs> behaviorist experiment. Uh, we we hold them, the ones in the U.S. are held at a clothing-optional campground in New York State, which is normally used by pagans. Is that brushwood? Is that what it's called? Yeah, brushwood, where you can uh, stay up all night long banging on guitars or drums, and uh, the ladies can walk around with their shirts off if they want to. 
mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's always the the, the obese men who choose to do that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, it's uh, it's it's really a lot of fun. And um, this the the one in Europe this year is in Copenhagen. I think around July fifth, but I'm not even sure where. So, but we have we've had people come to the one in New York from all over the world. Um, some poor devil showed up from China once. Wow! And um, we're hoping to get a whole gaggle of them from Great Britain this time. Yeah, uh, we we have a lot of friends in uh, well all over the place. There, there are several British popes of the Subgenius Church. <laughs> In competition with each other. <laughs> Can you tell me the story about? Um, I was reading a, I think a blog article about the. It's, I think it's the second to last time you came to the UK, and the head of, well, the alleged head of the European clench is it of the Church of Subgenius, Pope Black was replaced by a dog. Yeah, Pope Black kind of let us down that that particular uh, tour. We were uh, he 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 got us to uh, the. The devival in uh, Hamburg, and uh, that went fine. But then he sort of vanished, and uh, we missed our train to Amsterdam, and missed a lot of slack that way. And finally, we found him in a bar in Hamburg, trying to pick up a girl. And he he actually looked up at us and said, "Oh my God, you guys! I thought I thought I'd miss the train." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess you could call that a case of time control. So we were pretty mad at him, and we um, elected Pope Pero the Pope. He's a, a a little scroungy, angry-looking dog owned by a German fellow named Kai, Reverend Kai Whitka. Pope Pero is actually Spanish. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he he's the dog himself is from Spain, and. Uh, th- that didn't slow Pope Black down. Now, keep in mind, Pope Black is an American. Yeah. So this doesn't reflect upon any European folks. He, he, he had a lot of nerve declaring himself Pope of all Europe. <laughs> but I just got a letter from him this morning in which he resigned. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, he willingly was. Well, what happened was he got married. Again? He made him quit drinking. Oh, Suddenly, he's not a subgenius pope anymore. Plus, I think he lost a lot of money on the last uh, devival in Hamburg. Yeah, uh, which he, he should expect. I mean, you know, the Bob takes the money. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> uh, the, Bob is the rich guru. Yeah, it's not Pope Black. <laughs> and when there's anything left over, I get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll um, actually, I hope that Pope Black continues to organize things and spend his own money on them. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about uh, J.R. Bob Dobbs, but could you give us like a brief overview or biography of who, who he is? And well, the, yes, the, the great Bob Dobbs was, was born um, of a woman, although it was sort of a miraculous birth. They tried, she wanted to get an abortion, but the tenacious child Bob could not be removed from her holy womb the womb of Jane Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, so they took her out to a Kansas wheat field and waited for a tornado to come. And that successfully yanked the fetus Dobbs out of Jane's womb. But then when she saw the beauty that, of Bob's fetusly visage, she, of course, fell in love with him and, and was glad she had not uh, 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 
put him to, to death. Although, oddly enough, in the Church of the Subgenius, abortions are legal up until the 15th year for any given uh, fetus. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to be in utero anymore to be aborted in the Subgenius <laughs> family. So these kids better watch their step. <laughs> um, but Bob, uh, Bob, as Bob grew up, he ha- he demonstrated almost magical powers. It was like he could read minds and control the minds of people. And uh, he was rich by the time he was six years old <laughs> on the stock market. Uh, and it's not that he's brilliant. In fact, Bob is kind of what you would call retarded. If you look at his face, he has that vacant grin, almost like a crazy man's grin. It's not that he's intelligent, but that he is lucky, and hence the term subgenius. This isn't about intelligence. It's just the opposite. We feel like intelligence has been misdefined by the conspiracy of the normals for all these centuries, and that it's, it's not being smart that counts. It's being lucky. Bob is the luckiest fellow in the world, and for years he was known among salesmen as the greatest salesman in the world. He could sell hypocrisy to Baptists, uh, ice to Eskimos, and uh, hate to subgeniuses. <laughs> and uh, eventually he realized that if he turned his gifts to religion, he could sell and sell and sell without ever really even having a solid product that you could put your fingers on. So he was literally Just selling nothing. The belief in Slack was <laughs> enough. And so uh, he, he um, recruited Dr. Philo Drummond, who then recruited me, and together Philo and I in Dallas put together the initial subgenius pamphlets that were designed to rope in um, seekers and suckers. Because uh, we'll take, even if somebody's really just a normal who's mentally ill and thinks they're a subgenius, we'll still take their money. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard taught Bob that although they may be pink of soul, their money is green in color. <laughs> and uh, that's all that counts. In, in this country, our, all of our cash is the same dull color, I'm afraid. I read somewhere once, Bob got in a, a kind of competition, as it were, with L. Ron Hubbard over who could recruit the most people and make the most money. Is this true? Uh, well, obviously, L. Ron Hubbard won that one. Uh, and here's the reason. Most people are dumbasses. <laughs> that pretty much explains Scientology, Britney Spears, Amy Winehouse, and so many, many other... All television. Uh, is explained by that fact. So um, it, we wouldn't be surprised at anything the humans do. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard for us to come up with things to surprise each other anymore. Yeah. But uh, somehow I always manage to get scared to death by some subgenius almost <laughs> every X day. <laughs> um, I just want to go back to some of the more uh, technical details of the church, I suppose. Uh, what is a clench? A clench was a bad idea that Philo and I came up with. That wasn't Bob's. The idea was that uh, subgeniuses who all live in the same town could get together and have regular meetings and uh, strengthen the church that way. What we did not take into account is that, by definition, every subgenius is totally different from every other one. And I mean really different. Yeah. The only thing we have in common 
is that we have nothing at all in common with the conspiracy of the normal people. Hmm. So it, it, what, what has happened over and over again is these subgeniuses get together and meet, and within the three or four meetings, they absolutely hate each other. And it has even come to violence a few times. So uh, I, I wish we could remove that section out of the book of the subgenius. That was a, a money-making scheme that was purely something that Philo and I came up with. It wasn't doctrinal to Bob. Yeah. And I, I wish I could take it back. Most subgeniuses work better as what you might call a solo clinch. <laughs> a, a, that, that way, and our political stance works the same way. We don't... Um, recognize the false divisions of liberal and conservative and so forth anymore. Um, our political party is called patriopsychotic anarcho-materialism, which can be summed up with the phrase "every yard a kingdom," yeah, or queendom. Uh, <laughs> although usually it's the checkbooks that are the queendom, yeah, <laughs> uh, in many families. Uh, and in other words, it's it's a uh, I don't care, you don't care philosophy. As long as our neighbors can do any stupid thing they want, as long as they stay out of our hair. Yeah. Now that's a simple way of government, and we would it may be primitive, uh, but uh, but it's fair yeah. for the strong. So uh, we want someday for Bob to be made world overlord. But if Bob is everything he says he is, he, he might already be world overlord. So we it, just don't know it. So it's possible that Bob may actually be the conspiracy himself? I hate to think that. <laughs> what, what, what a terrible thought. No, no, we don't really uh, send all the uh, addresses of our new members to the uh, Homeland Security or the Illuminati no. for less than top dollar. <laughs> If we sell you out, it's going to be for a lot of money. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But really, it's kind of like this is the church of the lone nuts. You know, this is the church of the, all the Lee Harvey Oswalds. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it behooves us to watch each other's backs, I suppose. Yeah. Excuse me, I've got some information I'd like to share with you. Did you know that 26 billion pickles are packed each year in the U.S.? That's about 9 pounds of pickles per person. More than half the cucumbers grown in the U.S. are made into pickles. Hey, pickle boy, let's talk pickles. The Podcast Pickle, that is. The Podcast Pickle is your resource for all the latest and greatest podcasts found in cyberspace with thousands of podcasts listed and more added every day. Here's some of the podcasts that you'll find at podcastpickle.com. <laughs> Geek Foo Action Grip. Beachcast. Comic Geek Speak. Speechless. Mad King. This Week in Tech. Warren Town Talk. NASCAR Zone. Shelly the Republican. Voice from Eden. Jimmy McBean. Five Minutes with Wichita. Cinema Playground. Offbeat. The Logo Factory. The Zany Warriors. Exit 50. This and That with Jeff and Pat. Thoughts on Psychiatry. Web Hosting Show. Marlene from Berlin. Random Cast. Jazz with Tiger. American Road Trip Show. The Drew M Podcast. The Slam Idol Podcast. Forgotten Tales. The Zencast. XboxStation.net. How to Do Stuff. <laughs> Now, 
pickle has a whole new meaning. Podcastpickle.com, the world's best podcast directory. We want more money. Yeah, no money. We want more money. Yeah, no money. More money. I'm not your guy, friends. I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guys. Yeah, let's give it up, guy. So keep up with your work, guys. Thanks. Interviews. There's so many movies, so many documentaries, even books that come out that have factual information in it that maybe, you know, this is a gradual way of kind of educating the public to understand what's going on. Visit Erie Radio at www.erieradio.com.
They've had some quite famous members, I believe, in the past. But I think the one that I found the most impressive personally was uh, Robert Anton Wilson, who sadly died last year. That's well, really... praise Pope Bob. If it hadn't been for for uh, Wilson and Shea's Illuminatus, there would probably still be a Church of the Subgenius, but none of us would get it. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have been prepared for it at all. And I, I, I remember picking up the, the Illuminatus uh, paperback, uh, the part one, in uh, the the uh, early '80s, and going, "Oh my God, like they're way ahead! This, these guys are, are way ahead of us. They've been doing this for years, and they worked at Playboy." Yeah, you can't um, be that. And and uh, Pope Bob was the first person to start making. Well, I guess the Discordians started making everybody a pope, but but Bob Wilson really was the one who popularized it. Nobody yeah. would know who the Discordians are if it wasn't for the uh, the novel Illuminatus. No. And uh, I consider myself a really lucky person because I got to um, to, to sit with uh, Shea and Wilson when Robert Shea was still alive and watch those two guys talk about movies. Yeah. It was at a... I'm part of a group that um, puts on... Uh, events and festivals and one and uh, one of them winter star uh, they used to always have uh, wilson or shea or both and like i say I got, I got to sit and watch but those guys were really funny and uh it was uh, i'm just really proud that that uh, pope bob was always so helpful to us he was he has been absolutely supportive of the church of the subgenius and um did a, a you know a, he gave us some real breaks. He 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 he's always talked about us in a kindly fashion. So praise Bob, praise <laughs> all the all the Bobs, all three of and them. especially Pope Bob. Uh, you're, are you familiar with MaybeLogic.net? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that because you've started doing courses for them, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess some friends of of Robert Anton Wilson started this online college called Maybe Logic Academy. And uh, for, and in fact, you can still take a course from the late Robert Anton Wilson on that website. Yeah, they they have online courses, and they they have some pretty distinguished uh, instructors, uh, especially from the counterculture. Yeah, uh, Douglas Rushkov and Are You Serious, and just uh, lots of big names, and somehow they snuck us in too. Yeah, so I'm. With the help of some of the other old subgeniuses, I'm uh, teaching about this online course in how to run your own cult, do's and don'ts, and and it's also simultaneously a history of the subgenius and all the strange characters we've encountered <laughs> and adventures we've had. Um, but boy, my students have been have come up with some excellent new cults. It's kind of subgeniusly and dumb, I guess you could say, for me to be teaching the competition how to compete with us. <laughs> but uh, they've come up with some uh, some really interesting ones. There's the uh, one guy's trying to start the religion to end all religions, which of course I'm not real happy about that. <laughs> that includes subgenius. Because that's, that's our uh, bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another one came up with the vegetarians. They discovered that only wedge-shaped foods are 
worthy of eating. For instance, pizza slices. <laughs> uh, there's a church of vile, foamy liquids based on Frank Zappa's 200 motels. <laughs> Just one scene from that. Yeah. And uh, it, what, what, what we learn in this uh, cult-making class is that you can basically start a religion based on anything, because it doesn't have to make sense. The nature of religion is such that it kind of almost shouldn't make sense. It's not a religion if it completely makes sense. Then it's science, and that takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. So, how so we... you know, we... we um, that, that once again, it's like those who will believe anything make the best subgeniuses. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of enrolling in one of these courses. What 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 does the course actually involve? What do you, what's what's in the package? I guess what do you get in the box? Uh, every week, I put I post a bunch of text that explains uh, a couple of years worth of our history, and then uh, gives them some thought provoking baloney that they can then feed some more baloney of their own from but mostly it's multimedia uh, I have uh, well the course costs 135 bucks but you can download damn near everything the Church of the Subgenius ever did in terms of video and audio yeah the audio is in mp3 form but there's hours I can't even days days <laughs> maybe even weeks of old radio shows, you know, I do a, a weekly radio show, and there are several other Subgenius radio shows. It's got examples of those, and recordings from our uh, better events, <coughs> and some of our worst events. And, and there's a lot of uh, MPEG videos uh, that, that uh, go back to the 70s. It's hard. I've got to admit, it's it's really hard to watch movies of oneself 30 years younger <laughs> because you just it's like I was there but I don't remember any of us looking that good it's it almost seems like the conspiracy has gone and hired actors nice-looking young actors to reenact everything we did yeah because we were never that young. I, mean, I refuse to believe that. You've been doing the uh, radio show for years now, haven't you? The Hour of Slack, I think it's called, isn't it? That's right. The Hour of Slack started in uh, 1985 on a little independent station in Dallas, and we're now on episode number 1,152. God, that's a, long, that's a lot of episodes. Uh, and, and we're on uh, 15 broadcast stations mostly college and independent stations mostly in the US a couple of them in Canada there's nobody in England carrying the hour of slack for broadcast yet so yeah I mean there's not a lot of uh, student radio stations anymore I don't think but I think they're, well, they're starting to come back in to fashion now because there's more journalism courses so I think you might find well I can tell you that our, the internet version of the hour of slack is, is better than the broadcast version because I have to remove the curse words from the broadcast version yeah, we have very silly laws here, and um, in fact, just before you called, I was in the process of uh, reversing and bleeping the objectionable language in an hour of Slack episode. Yeah, boy, there was a lot of it. <laughs> well, I started using material from an Australian group called Tism. Tism. Have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. No, I would. That, I. 
I was uh, flabbergasted. A friend of mine sent me a CD of them. They've been around since the 80s, and they sounded like uh, like a cross between Devo, The Residents, and Church of the Subgenius, sort of. Uh, they're very angry and funny, mm. and uh, good good musicians. And I I, I live in such a, a closed universe by choice that I'd never heard of them, but uh, they're great. It's just that their their cursing is uh, very Australian. Yeah. And between my bad hearing and so forth, I I was about to run some serious, seriously illegal uh, uh, cussing from this Australian group Tism because I didn't even recognize that they were cussing. <laughs> I had to look up their lyrics on the internet and just in the nick of time realized uh, their lyrics, which I will spare you so you don't have to do any of that. <laughs> or maybe you don't have to. Um, for the podcast, I don't have to, no, but if it goes to uh, radio, which is what we're hoping, then yeah, we'll have to. Well, here's, here's the unedited part. <laughs> I was about to put on the air a song that had the chorus, you're only five yards from being a fuckwit. <laughs> And they said this like ten times in the song without me being able to even distinguish what the words were. Yeah. I just liked the tune. Yeah. Luckily, I checked it. I checked it out and realized I probably would have gotten kicked off the air on half of the stations if I let that go out like that. So when we try to be daring and find the um, bands that aren't aren't well known, uh, bands that aren't signed to any label. Yeah. For one thing, we'd have to pay the ones that are signed to a label, or at least report it to the heavenly authorities of the uh, FCC. Yeah. But uh, luckily, there's a world of amateurs out there and talented, hardworking non-professionals who are not signed with any label, and they're doing music and songs that are just as good as anything Warner Brothers puts out. Yeah. Uh, there's a, in fact, there's a band in England that uh, I've, I'm really fond of right now called the Attery Squash. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah they're on uh, MySpace.com. Yeah, Attery Squash. No. They're like uh, more Devo than Devo. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I have to check them out. They're definitely. Uh... Now, now, I had a question for you. Your uh, website is basically right where you are sitting now. Yeah. Dot com, right? Uh, which is the title that's the only website I know with the with the domain name that's the title of a Robert Anton Wilson book yeah there you go you found the link <laughs> that particular book was one of my favorites yeah definitely it's yeah I mean uh, it, it, I really um, uh, felt like uh, I was reading the words of a brother in that one yeah it's definitely great that and i really like uh quantum psychology as well i think that's a really good book but a bit over my head at times <laughs> well but the pope bob uh had the phrase at the bottom of his sig in his emails and, and things it said if people just use the word maybe more often maybe there'd be a little more slack in the world yeah something like that <laughs> and um i have 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 tried to remember that philosophy. Yeah, maybe he's right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the, the uh, that that maybe thing is a really it's a wise thing to apply to everything. 
yeah, definitely. I don't know if you've... Especially uh, when somebody's trying to sell you something. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Magdalene case, which I'll come back to. Has the church ever had any run-ins with the law, as it were? Uh, not enough. <laughs> we have, I'm surprised that we haven't been uh, prosecuted uh, more for something. I'm not sure what they would... Uh, the most memorable one for me was has, was when we first started publishing our materials. And in uh, 1982, the Secret Service called me up. Uh, they didn't actually have my name right. Uh. Crappy research on their part. <laughs> and they were concerned because our publications said, Made in Dallas, where we teach them to shoot at presidents and at people who shoot at presidents. <laughs> uh, they didn't really get the humor of that, and I had to explain it to these two dour Secret Service agents. Uh, later on, I had to call the uh, FBI myself because I was getting death threats, and uh, not from irate Baptists or anything, but from... Uh, Rival subversives, who I guess were jealous and didn't think we were quite communist or anarchist or right-wing enough or something. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there, there have been... And plus, uh, a few years ago, I wrote a book called High Weirdness by Mail. That's right. That you, yeah, you delineated trashed. all the crazy cults that you could get cool stuff from for free. <laughs> And uh, some of them didn't like what I said about them, especially the white supremacists. And uh, they put a, a published, actually published a death threat. And I had to call the FBI and say, well, you probably already have a file on us. Yeah. But let me correct a few things. Now, the, 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 you mentioned the, the Magdalene case. Yeah. And that is a situation that... It actually made a lot of money for the Church of the Subgenius because it was in the news a lot, and it reminded people, oh, yeah, I was going to send Bob 30 bucks. But um, what happened was um, my young business partner, who we'll call Jesus, yeah. because he looks like Jesus. Yeah. That's the only reason we called him that initially. Yeah. Uh, he uh, met a young lady at an ex-day, they, it, who we'll call Magdalene, they fell in love, and they got married the next next day. But she already had a child uh, from a, a previous uh, husband or a previous boyfriend, anyway. We'll call him the father of the child. And that guy, although he himself was not... Uh, I, I don't think it, it was so much that he wanted to take care of his child, he just wanted to get Magdalene. He... Uh, fought for complete custody, and he sort of cheated. He uh, found pictures of uh, Magdalene on our website at X-Day, dressed scantily, and uh, Jesus doing a parody of the uh, Mel Gibson film, uh, the, what was it, the, the Agony of the Christ, Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Yeah, he, but we didn't think that was violent enough, so we did a <laughs> more violent parody. Anyway, this uh, ex-boyfriend uh, showed the pictures, very selected pictures, to this family court judge in New York. And then family court judges don't have to be lawyers or know anything about the law. They just have to be elected. 
and they can do a lot of damage. And this was a situation where this guy looked at a few pictures and decided that the Church of the Subgenius was satanic. <laughs> and, you know, that's uh, quite a, a hot-button word for some ignoramuses, especially in the, in the U.S., and I, I know you run into them in England, too. Yeah. People who are convinced that they're satanic cults everywhere sacrificing babies and they're usually connected to the masons and judaism <laughs> yeah even though those things don't actually usually go all together no. although i have a next door neighbor who brags that he is all three plus gay <laughs> so um and he's a subgenius too yeah, well. but but most of us are not satanic because we didn't you know we don't believe in the bible yeah and we're not masons because we already have to memorize all this Subgenius mumbo jumbo, and uh, and a lot of Marches. I'll admit that that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we get a lot of uh, kids who were raised in fundamentalist Catholic, Baptist, or Jewish homes, who then become rebellious and become subgeniuses. Anyway. This nice family, Jesus and Magdalene, and their little kid were broken up. The, the uh, biological dad managed to convince this uh, court that that uh, the subgeniuses were devil worshippers, and therefore he, the mother shouldn't be allowed to, to have the kid, and the court ruled with him. And then they did it again. This has all cost like 100000 bucks in legal fees. Yeah. But... <laughs> We have a happy ending so far, in that five days after uh, a court awarded the father full custody, the father went and uh, had a drunk driving accident yeah. on a school day without a license mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and injured somebody and fled the scene. <laughs> the whole reason that this no good had been given custody of the child was under the understanding that he didn't drink anymore. So suddenly everything turned around. The biological father was in jail, which has never happened to Jesus or Magdalene. They're actually hardworking. You know, for subgeniuses, they're really hardworking couple. Yeah. They're college graduates, you know, and they're, and, and they're, they're, I know this family real well. They're, they're very nice, good parents. In fact, they just had a new child who we'll call Reverend Bonecracker. <laughs> That's a good this, name. This infant was so powerful that he, he, he cracked Magdalene's coccyx on the way out. Ouch. Yeah. But uh, the whole family is now together. Uh, it's in theory in a year when the father gets out of prison, he could start the whole mess up again. But we're hoping at that point he'll give up. Yeah, you'd think... He, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like he's caused enough trouble, really, so far. I mean... You never know with people, that's the problem. I, 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 you know, I could go into more detail about how reprehensible I consider this guy to be, but it probably wouldn't do anybody any good from a legal standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So is uh, it true that um, Magdalene's not allowed any subgenius material in a house that's whatsoever? Right. That's right. That's one thing that has been left in the law books, was that suppose she's is not allowed to have any, like, a copy of Book of the Subgenius in her home because... The child might see it. Oh, no. Now, this is sort of like saying you can't have a mad magazine or uh, what was the old British one, Spy, yeah. around your house because a child might think it was serious. 
and get the wrong idea. Oh, dear. And, uh, 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 so it's all pretty silly. So does this mean Magdalene won't be able to come to X Day anymore? Or yeah, actually, she's been to the the child has. They've been to every X Day. They never took the child. They dropped the child off with her parents, who also live in New York, and then we go over to X Day. Nobody wants to take care of their brat while they're partying, <laughs> like the world is going to end. <laughs> um, although there are kids out there. I mean, it's that's the whole thing. It's just just ridiculous. My kids were at X Day. Yeah. After they were teenagers, but the, my kids grew up around this stuff, and their mother was a school teacher. Yeah. But in, for some reason, in Texas, they didn't get upset about us being uh, Bob worshippers. <laughs> Texas courts seemed to think it was sort of funny. Yeah, I think it's you don't really hear about that so much in the UK. The kind of theocratic kind of uh, I don't know. America seems to have a real problem with anything that isn't. Christianity in some places, it seems. Well, well, hey, look, I mean, where do you think all your religious nuts went about 200 <laughs> years ago? Yeah, <laughs> you got them all. Yeah, I mean, we got, we got the, the, the U.S. filled up with religious nuts from all over the world. So, um, of course, the Church of the Subgenius would have to start here. <laughs> but we would like to encookify everybody if we could. Why not? <laughs> You've been across. Uh, I've noticed the Australians uh, uh, seem to 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 like subgenius since they're all descended from criminals. Yeah, uh, it's quite telling. <laughs> I personally found out that my I, I didn't know this until just recently, but I'm descended from uh, five preachers. Yeah. All of my great grandfathers were were pre crazy preachers of some kind. Maybe they were uh, early subgenius. Preachers. Yeah, it's kind of like I've been bred to <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> They're either preachers or lawyers, and it's the same difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've actually been across to England fairly recently, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I was thinking about it the other day. I've probably spent more time in London than I have in New York City. We've had a, a few little tours that would uh, usually start at, uh, what is the name of that? Is it Brighton? Well, there's the Brighton group was a huge subgenius spinoff yeah. that uh, at first I thought they were criminals trying to, to move in on our gang turf. <laughs> but they weren't nearly that organized. They just had a print shop. But didn't they and run they for? They were able to create gigantic Dobbs heads, and they used to put on uh, big raves and things. And they ran for office, didn't they? Didn't they? Uh, run, they ran a political party of some that's sort. That's right. Yeah, they got. They even got a Bob Dobbs elected. Uh, the Free <laughs> Party, they called it. Yeah, I remember if, seeing if that. If you look up, if you Google Bob Dobbs and Free Party, the whole story of the Brighton Clinch is is on there. They pulled off some amazing stunts. Yeah. And uh, they promised me that they were writing a book about it, but I'm, you know, they're they're into slack like the rest of us. So yeah, I'm not holding my breath for that. <laughs> so I had a great time. I'd never seen anything like that place. Their their laboratory was more bobbed up than mine is. <laughs> they give out stickers because um, I'm about to move to Brighton. My girlfriend lives there, and it, there's still always bob stickers all over Brighton. Yeah. I started hearing about these huge raves there, and I was going, wait a minute, aren't we supposed to get a piece of that? 
but uh, I just I just wish uh, I could have been there to some of those. Yeah. Oh, the Foundry—that's the name of the club in in London. London. Yeah. We've done two or three shows at. Yeah, I think that's Guy where Jonathan uh, runs the Foundry. I think that's where the most of the London revivals are, aren't they? Yeah, most yeah. most of them have been there. Um, I was going to ask you one last question before I let you go. I remember when I first started going online onto the internet, when I first sort of saw the web, one of the earliest sites I saw was the Church of the Subgenius website. What, how have you guys adapted to the web, and you know, how have you personally found the web yourself? You know, Well, the, the internet saved us. Absolutely. In um, the early 90s, it was kind of like we had the church had run its course as far as postal direct mail uh, recruitment was going, and uh, but luckily the the church has always uh, attracted geeks and <laughs> the com- computerly types. In fact, one of the very first news groups on Usenet was Alt dot Slack, and in the early nineties, uh, some. Uh, a computer lab uh, at a university called me up and said, have you ever heard of the World Wide Web? And I said, no. And they said, good, you're just what we need. We're going to give you a website. And they started subsite for me and then said, now you take it over. So I, uh, I learned uh, primitive HTML, and uh, the subgenius, subgenius.com was one of the first 100,000 websites. I can't say we were one of the first 10,000, but we were in there relatively early in the in the 90s. It was state of the art in 1995. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's still 1995 state <laughs> of the art. So we could use some some new geeks' uh, help, I suppose. But really, the internet uh, allowed us to continue and prosper. I don't know what we would have done without it. Uh, it, it enabled us to uh, spread the hour of Slack show all over the place and that's helped a lot and you know it's just uh it's just a lot easier for weirdos to find other weirdos it's it's easier the internet makes everything um uh easier until it makes it a whole lot harder (laughs) (laughs) and i think you every sunday is that you uh do a revival of your own on the irc chat room well we have a there's yeah there's a regular (laughs) subgenius irc channel that's open all the time and uh, for years, I was on there every Sunday night. But uh, I've been more and more going down and doing live radio shows instead on Sunday nights. Ah, right. That happens to be the same place, at the same time that we, we can do live shows on a station here in Cleveland. Ah, right. Yeah. Is there anything uh, you want to pimp to the <laughs> to our listeners? Well, uh, the the number one place people should look is subgenius.com. Subgenius does not have an O in it, yeah. <laughs> but dot .com does. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, and there you can find access to our books, which you can also get from Amazon.com and maybe even in uh, bookstores. There's the three main ones, the Book of the Subgenius, Revelation X, and uh, the Subgenius Cyclopedia of Slack, the Bobliographon. Yeah. That one's a little hard to remember. And you'll find a lot of other Subgenius spin-off websites and things, too. Oh, well, I'll let you get back to your editing anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks a bunch. No, thanks a lot, man. See ya. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're back. 
that was as usual. Ivan Stang at his best. Yep. He never he never lets us down. No. Does he? No. <laughs> Every interview I've heard of him, he's always made yeah. me laugh several always, times. Always, yes. But uh, no. you always get a good quote from him all the time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, next episode we have Lon Milo Duquette. He's a writer of polemic proportions. He's written loads and loads and loads of books about Alistair Crowley, about Philema, about the ATO. He's a really interesting guy and he's he's also quite funny. I've heard interviews of him. He's uh, got a really good sense of humour. So we're looking forward to interviewing him. That's We're going to do that in the next few days and then we'll get it up hopefully for the next week's episode. We've also got Raymond Wiley from Out There Radio coming back to do an Occult 101 show. For those of you who don't know what the occult is, I mean... I'm sure I'll learn something. Raymond's really, really bright when it comes to that sort of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to having him back on. We've got some other great stuff coming up. Douglas Rushkov. Oh, yes. We have Douglas Rushkov, one of my favourite writers. And that's not until August, because uh, he has something coming out that he wants us to talk to him about, I assume. And also like <coughs> Reverend Stang, he's from the uh, Maybe Logic Academy. Yep. Yeah, yes. you can do a call. I think he's got one coming up now. He might, it might have started, but he might... I think he's... He's definitely on the list of courses coming up. I definitely recommend checking out Maybe Logic Academy, by the way. I think it's MaybeLogic.net. Yeah. Some really good courses. I think we should make an attempt to interview every, uh, everyone from uh, <laughs> Maybe Logic Academy. <laughs> Pretty much got two. Everyone. Well, Lon Milo Duquette, our next guest, is a, yep. a teacher there. I guess teacher? Is that what you call it? Lecturer? Guest? Something like that. But yeah, you'll see what I mean. Check out MaybeLogic.net. And they did a really good DVD of Rob Anton Wilson as well the same guys that do the academy um, called Maybe Logic <laughs> surprisingly really really good DVD if you're a fan of Robert Anton Wilson I highly recommend checking it out it's, and one, it's one of the few yeah it's, the, it's the only one as far yeah, as I know yeah. and, um, but it's also got uh, Ivan Stang on that as well yep. <laughs> so you know he pops up all over the place anyway uh, if you want to email me um, ken at sittingnow.co.uk and paul at sittingnow.co.uk makes sense really doesn't it yeah <laughs> same with the website yeah check sittingnow.co.uk yeah. <laughs> check out the website leave comments we always want to hear back from people that listen to the show or read the blog or whatever as long as you're not Scientology trying to get us shut down again then um, no we don't mind those either no, no send those so send all the Scientology ones to my email yeah paul at sittingnow paul is sittingnow.co.uk paul will officially take on yes, the church of Scientology at any time yes anyway Thank you very much. It's been fun. We enjoyed doing this. Yeah. We're going to keep them coming. Yes, we will. So, uh, yeah, subscribe. Check out the site. Leave comments. Email us with any suggestions, even if it is just to tell us, you know, that we're rubbish. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, see you next week. Bye-bye.